The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Let's talk about change, because one thing's for sure, your next great and glorious adventure demands it. All you need to do is let go of the past that's creating your future, those ghosts of abuse that limit you. Yes, it might all fall apart before it all falls together, and that's okay. Will you answer the call of radical and orgasmic aliveness? Will you choose you? Welcome to Dr. Lisa Cooney on Beyond Abuse, Beyond Therapy, Beyond Anything, your guide for creating a life that's light and right and fun for you. Hello, 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 beautiful beings. This is Dr. Lisa, and you are listening to Beyond Abuse, Beyond Therapy, Beyond Anything. This is a pre-recorded show, so I'm so sorry I can't take your calls personally. I adore when you call up and share with me live. However, I have a wonderful gift for you today. I have two very special beings who are joining me for this pre-record, and this show is going live to you October 18th, Tuesday, and it is called The Five Elements of Intimacy, Honor, Trust, Vulnerability, Allowance, and Gratitude. And I'm going to talk about these two beautiful beings who happen to have uh, an amazing relationship. They go to personal empowerment trainings together. They're part of um, the access consciousness uh, modality with myself and are both certified facilitators. And they, like I said, are in relationship and have both a very interesting past history of how they move themselves beyond abuse, sexual abuse and financial abuse, respectively. And as we all know, since I've talked about this in over 120 shows thus far on the, on this Voice, in Voice America radio show, is that abuse is insidious and it occurs in many forms in this reality, from the sexual to the physical, to the emotional, to the psychic, to the energetic, to the dis-ease in our bodies, the chronic conditions of pain that we suffer with every day, to looking in the mirror and the judgments we repel and project both at ourselves over and over and over again. And I thought it would be such a great idea um, to have these two beautiful beings talk not only about relationship and intimacy and how they cultivated that um, in their relationship and with with a history of abuse because many of you still out there have told me that you're still suffering in relationships you're still in conflict in relationships you're you know you you have um, fights and arguments and you know the invisible porcupine syndrome is still operating where your armor is up all the time and you're pushing people away well what we're going to do today the three of us are going to dispel some of those myths with the five elements of intimacy, honor, trust, vulnerability, allowance, and gratitude, and talk a little bit about our history, run some clearings, and and give you um, the experience from three professionals here and personal, just empowered beings who have decided with the tenacity of consciousness to not let the abuse define us, but allow it to be the affect 
that we can be in this reality versus being at the effect of our past history. So I'm so glad that you all joined us. Everything that doesn't allow you to be the affect of your reality, let's destroy and uncreate that. Right, wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. And everywhere you're still at the effect of your past history, everyone out there, let's destroy and uncreate that too. Right, wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyond. So let me tell you a little bit about these beautiful, invisible people I haven't told you about yet. <laughs> and I want you all to know that we're, I'm actually staring at them here in this pre-record. We're doing this on Zoom so we could look at each other and, and can commune with the energy. Uh, so hopefully you're feeling some of the love around that. The three of us uh, just got back from Bars and Foundation with Gary Douglas and Dr. Dane here. So we're all pretty fired up with uh, the energy of possibility here. So I trust we're going to give you a great show today. So thanks for listening to me in all of that. Let me tell you a little bit about them. So Adam James Johnson, otherwise known as Adam. He's a certified access consciousness facilitator who has been facilitating clients for over a decade and creating the change they truly desire to have in their lives. He's been featured on the TV show Ready to Heal with host Betsy Sawyer Galen for his work with Access Bars. Uh, he's also a certified yoga instructor, and he's certified in macrobiotic wellness consultant too. Oh, so many different things I didn't even know about you, and a Tai Chi instructor as well. How does it get any better than that? Um, he does classes on a variety of topics from money to relationship and also offers private sessions with verbal processing and body work. And that's why we have him on the show. So Adam, welcome to the show. Thank you. And now let me tell you about Linda. Linda Wassel is a coach, intuitive counselor, international best-selling author, body worker, and speaker. She has always been a seeker and has studied a wide variety of healing techniques, Reiki, healing touch, EFT, TM meditation, and countless others. Sister, I know it. I got a list that long myself. <laughs> She's facilitated clients all over the world in living their dream of a happier, more fulfilling life through individual sessions, workshops, and programs. Presentation. She's the author of Beyond the Stigma of Abuse, a provocative book that explores abuse in a totally different way, and a contributing author of five other books, and one of those including Speaking Your Truth, Volume 2. She's spe specialized in working with clients with PSD, is an equine massage therapist, and also works with horses and really has found... Uh, the communion and joy truly possible in communing with horses and using that in her therapy with clients and in her PSD, PTSD therapy with clients, moving beyond PTSD and working with clients, and has found that horses facilitate a sense of space, peace, and allowance that allows for dynamic change. Welcome, Linda. Thank you. I want you all to know that, um, and for you guys to know too, which I know you know, Linda and Adam, that I am sitting, you know, in Cedar Hill here on a 25-acre horse ranch with, with 20 horses. So we're just going to expand all of our spaces, right? And I know you have some horses too over there. Um, let's just ask the horses to contribute to everything that we have to share. And as soon as I say that, wow. That just really opens up a doorway of, of peace and joy and possibility, doesn't it? Yes, absolutely. Okay, so now, um, so why don't you share with the audience a little bit about yourselves, and Adam, you can st start first, and, and just give them a little bit of history um, about what you would classify the abuse you move beyond as, and um, we'll start from there, and... 
and how that might connect to the five elements of intimacy, which, you know, I'll help and bring it in. But let's start with a little bit of your past history, Adam and Linda, and share your knowledge about that with the listeners and, and, and go from there. Okay, great. Sure. So, uh, the, the abuse that I experienced was financial abuse. My father was a, a business person. He was a more distant figure in my life. He, I, I say was, and he, he passed away uh, this past year. Though, uh, growing up, I would see him every, uh, or a few times a month, and he primarily expressed his, his love and caring financially. And when I was, <clears throat> when I was younger, I, I didn't realize that how conditional it was. Right. And uh, it was really what I discovered that as long as I was doing, as long as I was doing what he believed I should do, he would financially uh, give to me. And whenever I did not go in alignment with what he believed I should be doing, he would withdraw. He would withdraw financially and physically. And uh, actually, the final three years of, of his life, uh, when I went, he, he was very scientific. He was very into science and I would say almost like the religion of science where anything against science was uh, was definitely unacceptable and when I got into access it was so far off the deep end that in his world that he actually completely broke contact with me and he wouldn't he basically didn't speak to me or uh, I was uninvited from any family holidays for the final three years of his life. And so, uh, and that, of course, was also financial, though. <laughs> All the financial flows also stopped. So what, what I got out of this was, was really, uh, and connecting with the elements of, of intimacy, of what, what I realized was that I, what came up for me when he withdrew uh, financially and also with his communications was uh, I had to look at what would be honoring for me and and it, it was not honoring for me to, to live the life that he had in mind for me and so so I, I didn't and, and that whole process really the whole process of uh, him withdrawing when I uh, was living a life different than what he had in mind really got me looking at what would be honoring for me. And uh, it, it made me, made me much, much stronger as uh, much, much stronger and, and really doing what worked for me and in spite of what anyone else thought of what I was choosing. Well, that's a great thing that you just said is because like your dad is basically telling you that if you subjugate to my will, I will give you physical love and financial support. If, and, and IE, if, if you listen to what I want to and how I want to control you and you bend, fold, mutilate and staple yourself to the way that I, IE your dad, uh, desires things to be, then you're acceptable enough to receive the money and the physicality, right? Yeah. 
So everything, yeah. everything that is for everybody in the world who has had that experience, let's revoke, rescind, recant, renounce, denounce, destroy, and uncreate all the ways you allowed yourself and all the ways and all, actually all the people that you've allowed to subjugate you to their reality and call that you. Right, wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. I did a show, Adam and Linda, two weeks ago, I think it is, called The Religion of Abuse. And, and essentially, and like abuse is terrorism, you know, and, and the jihad that, you know, destroys our lives within ourselves is abiding by the religion of terrorism, right? And, and essentially with your dad withdrawing physical contact and support and financial uh, support, he's become the terrorist. And his actions are like the jihad within our reality. And then we make that something wrong about us. And then we um, decide that we're wrong so that we actually then have to go back and be what they want us to be. So how did you, how did you break that? Um, to actually get to the honor, trust, vulnerability, allowance, and gratitude of you, Adam. Can you give the listeners, you know, one or two or even three key things, even just one, that you really came to and like, yeah, I'm not doing this anymore. I got to do this. What was it? For me, I I asked the question. There was was a a pivotal point where my dad called me and he gave me this ultimatum and it was um, either uh, he said, if, if you are willing to, uh, if you're willing to leave access and also leave Linda, which he, he connected her with access. Yeah. He said, uh, then you can be like part of, part of the family again. And also moved to the West Coast. Oh, and also moved where nearby where he lived. So he said, if, if you do these three things, then you can be part of the family again. And if not, then things are going to stay as, as they are. And I asked, uh, I asked the, what an access is called, the five-year question. And that's where you, I ask, if I choose to give my dad what he's asking for, what will my life be like in five years? And if I don't give my dad any death in her, if I choose, if I choose my life, choose the life that I truly really want to be living, what's my life going to be like in five years? And when I perceived the energy of giving my dad what he was asking for, it was like everything collapsed. It, was, it felt like a black hole. And when I asked, uh, if what the energy of my life would be like in five years if I did not give my dad what he was asking for, if I followed what was true for me of the, the life that I'd love to be living, which also included facilitating access and, and doing access classes, the energy was so expansive. So in spite of all the stuff that was coming up for me with having a sense of being exiled from the family and kind of all the significance that came up at holidays of not being invited uh, to be part of that, perceiving that energy of how different it was, uh, perceiving the future 
of giving my dad what he desired or or what I was really desiring that that made it uh, that was what allowed me to to make that that difficult choice of of uh, of not not really having a relationship with my father for the the final years of his life. That's amazing, Adam. Or my sisters. Or your <laughs> sister. Yeah. So very much, uh, kind of um, together with him. Yeah, I get. I get that. I want to ask one question, Adam. Um, for the listeners now, um, when you said that you chose this, now was there a lot of money at stake when you asked that question? There, there was my. Like yeah, my my dad um, was the owner was the owner and sole shareholder of a of a pretty large medical administration company. So I wasn't sure how much money exactly, but I knew it was many millions of dollars on the line. And I I was expecting that I may be completely cut out of the will if I didn't yeah. if I didn't give him what he was asking for. And can I can I share something Lisa also? Sure. sure. Uh, during this process when Adam came home and said you know, his dad had given him this ultimatum. For me, I, in my universe, I was like, Adam, you know, do what works for you. Like, <laughs> I, because I knew there were millions of dollars at stake, and I just really desired what was true for him and what he desired. And I also knew it was true for me, and I, I guess in a way, I, I didn't want to be responsible. Like the things didn't work for us, and then he lost like everything. Then um, I just I just explained that to him that I I was an allowance. I was an allowance either way. If he said, you know what, I'm gonna you know move and I'm gonna be with my family, and you know that and that was really challenging for me. But I was just like, you know what, whatever it takes, you know, I, I have honor and I have so much gratitude for Adam that whatever his choice was, that I was in for that. Well, that's beautiful, Linda, because what you're basically saying is that you allowed him to make the choice that was good for him, which, which is allowance, right? And it was an honoring of him. You didn't say oh my God, how dare your family say this and screw those millions and millions and millions of dollars and screw those people. You have to stay with me. You can't make this choice on yourself. And that allowed him, you get, and you also gave him the space of trust and you dropped your barriers and you didn't make it about you and you were vulnerable and you're like, I'm willing to lose you, sweetheart. So you don't have to choose between me and your family and you don't have to choose between me and money. And so you did the opposite of what abuse is. Abuse is a subjugation of somebody else's power and will over another person. And what you did, Linda, was give him the, the space, the allowance, the, and, and the trust and the honor of a human being to make a choice. And then, Adam, you came forward and did that for yourself as well, which is you gave yourself the space and you're like, hey, this access stuff is working my, my lover is working for me, and let me just ask a question here and, and see where it goes. And that's one of the access consciousness tools, which is the five-year question. How expansive would my life be in five years if I choose this, and how expansive would my life not be 
um, my how expansive would my life be in five years if I didn't choose this? If it's light, go for it. If it's heavy and dense and constricted, ask more questions, proceed with caution. So obviously, Adam, you got that it was more light and expansive to stay where you were living, stay with your lover, and risk being written out of the will and losing millions of dollars of an inheritance. Just out of curiosity, whatever happened? Did you get any money? Did he kick you out of the, the will? <laughs> no, no. I I, uh, I found out after he died that I was not cut out of the will. So, uh, so I'm, um, yeah. Everything's working quite well now financially. <laughs> <laughs> How does it get any better than that? No, and I, I said that purposely because, you know, I know it's difficult. Some people have a lot of points of view about talking about money. I actually don't. You know, if you got it, say it. You know, having money has been a big thing. And you guys know a little bit about my history with fa- financial abuse as well. And one of the main things that has been the most difficult for me in my life is not creating money. I'm a great creator of it. It's about having it and keeping it because I felt so worthless, and we'll get into that maybe later, that that I never thought I could have it. But it really intrigues me, pock and pot, all of that, right, wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all, all nine shorts, boys and because it is very different now, even though I still go into some cycles of that. Um, but using the access consciousness tools for myself included really makes it different. And I just want to highlight, Adam, that what you're talking about is you were willing to go with you and, and give honor to you and trust yourself and be vulnerable with you and give yourself the allowance and be grateful for what you had and didn't qualify whether or not your father died. You didn't even know until after he died that you were still in the will. There was always this threat that you were going to get nothing and you still chose what was light and right for you. That is moving beyond abuse. So thank you for your choice. And I specifically wanted to bring up the money thing because we're not talking about $5,000. We're talking about millions, right? Yeah. Yeah. And and I also have to say, Lisa, that I was like, you know what, Adam, we can, you know, whatever your choice, if you you choose to be with me, I said, we can create beyond. I always had that trust and the gratitude and just the honoring of myself and Adam that I was like, you know what? We don't like require all this, <laughs> we don't, you know, and it wasn't easy to be around his family. I did, I, I never met his dad. Um, I did meet his mom and his stepdad, but I was like, you know what, Adam, we don't, <laughs> we, we have our own, we created our own family. You know, we, we created all our lovely, um, friends and colleagues around the world in access and in other modalities, like that's really our true family. And so that also was such, there's such a lightness in that, that, that we created, right, Adam? Like we created our own people that were kind, <laughs> kind and generous and caring beyond uh, what we grew up with. Yeah, and and a family or or a community or whatever you want to call it, colleagues, friends, that would never ask you to subjugate your own will for their power over you. Absolutely. Everywhere, everybody out there that's listening right now, I want you to take a look at your life and your choices. I'm not saying to cut everybody off because what I want you to really notice about these two, their relationship and individually, is they didn't cut off. They didn't get mad and resentful. They didn't create a crisis, a drama, or a trauma, or a conflict. And they could have. That's millions of dollars, you guys. They could have. 
No, they didn't. They used the tools. They used what they're paying money for to move beyond. They stayed with what was true for them, and they created a win-win solution that was light and right and possible for them without having to lose their own power or potency. Empowering themselves by asking questions and knowing what they know and calling a lie a lie, but not calling a lie to the face and saying, hey, F you, I'm out of here, which might have screwed you out of the will, right? But I don't, but I don't even hear, you know, I've done that a million times, you guys. So I, I love hearing this. I've done the other way, you know, where I've created conflict, crisis, trauma, and drama, you know, in my twenties, you wouldn't have wanted to know me. I'm, I was still surprised that I'm, you know, made it through my (laughs) twenties. And I'm sure, I'm sure you know a little bit about that too, Linda. Um, Yes. Yeah, we'll get, we're going to get to your we're going to get to your story a little bit and your sharing, but I just think it's an extraordinary example, and that's why I wanted you to have come on the show is because, you know, um, there was a lot at risk, but no money, and 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 no relationship is worth even millions and millions and millions of dollars. It's not worth not honoring yourself, not trusting yourself, not lowering your barriers and vulnerably asking the questions about what's light and right for you, the gratitude of waking up every day knowing that you've chose for you, and the allowance to give yourself space and to be loved enough to be given space to make whatever choice that you would make. Even if he said, Linda, I got to go and do this, I really get the sense that you would have let him go and do it. Absolutely. And I, and I still think you guys would have been together anyway, you know, but just in a different way. Yeah. In our own way, we would have. And I, but I would have been like, okay, Adam, like whatever you choose, I was in total allowance of it. And I I wouldn't say like maybe 10 years ago, I would have, you know what I mean? But I was like, there was such a sense of space. And I was like, and, and just gratitude for you, Adam, you know, I just had so much gratitude and I, I, yeah, there wasn't there wasn't any judgment. Yeah, yeah no judgment. So well, this is uh, this is amazing. So I want you to look around your life, everybody out there, and then we're gonna go to commercial break, and then we'll come back and we'll hear from Linda a little bit more, and we'll continue with the show. But on the commercial break, when you're listening to this, make a list of the people, places, situations, and events in your life that you know you have you are being that your will is being subjugated to their authority. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Just write a list so that you know it because embracing and acknowledging that is the first step. And then you can make a choice about how you want to proceed, what's light and righter for you. Because usually you made that choice to be in relationship with them from a very different space than you are right now. And there's always a possibility of change. You have 10 seconds to live the rest of your life. What would you choose? This is Dr. Lisa, and I'm here with Linda and Adam, and we'll be back after the break. And welcome back, everybody. This is uh, Dr. Lisa Cooney. If you're just tuning in, this is a pre-recorded show. Um, We're actually pre-recording it on uh, Thursday night, October 13th, for um, live airing on Voice America on October 18th, Tuesday, because I will be in Costa Rica at the 7-Day Access Consciousness event And I have Linda and Adam here with me, and we talked with Adam, just a beautiful example, and Linda, you know, um, previously. So if you're just touching in, listen to the first part of the show. If you're feeling a little lost, we talked about financial abuse and 
uh, control and withdrawal of monetary and physicality uh, from a parent and how Adam, you know, moved beyond that and made a choice for his relationship using the five elements of intimacy, honor, trust, vulnerability, allowance, and gratitude. And now we're going to talk a little bit about Linda, who has a little bit of a different story with regards to moving beyond abuse. And, you know, I love the book that you um, that you wrote, first of all, Beyond the Stigma of Abuse, Linda, and also just the title of it, The Stigma of Abuse. So I'm going to reflect that to you, because I know you wrote it some years ago now, but what does that mean to you now, um, moving beyond the stigma of abuse from, from where you've, where you've come, where you've been, what you've thrived beyond and anything else that you want to share about being in relationship with, um, Adam and being in relationship as a, a survivor, if you will, to use this reality's term who is, ha- is having, you know, a, a successful living, even with, you know, the past history you had. So go ahead. Yeah. Also, thank you, Lisa. I, um, the title of my book, you know, Beyond the Stigma of Abuse. So what I was looking at is that throughout my life, there was always, no matter how well I was doing my job, how many, you know, like I came from I had the house or whatever I had, it seemed like in my background, there was always this stigma. Like I, I had been abused and it was like, I couldn't get beyond that. It was always like there was something wrong with me that I was tainted, that there was just something inherently wrong with me. And that's why I entitled it like the stigma <laughs> and, and all of my therapists, when I, you know, I went through years of, of um, therapy for sexual abuse and, you know, emotional a little bit of physical abuse, that sort of thing. And I could never get beyond it. It was, it was like, it was always there, like internally in my body. And um, when I started to use the tool with access consciousness, I started to look at, and this is, this is actually a hard thing to say for, for many people that are, you know, in the midst of this, like how, you know, when you're in those, um, the deepest, darkest moments. And, you know, I went through the counting pillows and I went through years and years of therapy. And it wasn't until Gary Douglas, the founder of Access Consciousness, really asked me, you know, some questions that started to lighten up this in my world. Because I really, no matter what I did, no matter how successful in this reality I was, it just never seemed enough. It always yeah. seemed like I had this this from my background. And he, you know, he asked me, you know, is it possible that, you know, you created this? And is it possible that there's something, there's some like space or what's right about this you're not getting? And that, in that moment when he asked those two questions, it was like this total, like this, kind of almost like this, I, I was weighted down, almost like sinking underwater. And when he asked me those questions, there was a lightness in my universe. And, and I said, yes, there is. There, there's something there. I didn't quite know what it was. And in talking with him more and having more awareness about it, it was that I, 
um, what was, you know, the sexual abuse is that from my sister that I, I basically kind of, um, with, you know, with my dad, I, I, I basically, um, I don't want to say save my sister or she was going to commit suicide because she was so depressed and, and that sort of thing. So I, I knew that in some way in my young age, you know, I knew this. And then I, you know, my, my sister did not, and she continues to live and that created a lightness in my universe. And that's, where I started to look at abuse, especially sexual abuse in, in a very different way, where I was like, okay, if I chose this, even though it might seem totally not, I mean, totally different, totally different than anything that I had ever looked at in therapy, but there was a lightness to it and an access consciousness if, if things feel are it's lighter, it's, it's a truth and heavier, it's a lie. I went with that and that's what started to open up my, my world. And I stopped judging myself. I, yeah. I stopped judging myself and said, there's, there's a rightness here. And I'm not saying it's for everyone. However, for me, it helped me get beyond all the, you know, frustration and anger and, everything I had been blaming myself for all my, and you know, I was, I was at my, in my mid thirties at the time. So I had already been in therapy for a bunch of years. So and Linda, what that, that moment where you made that choice, just reflect that to the listeners. What, what was it for yeah. you? Like Adams was that five-year question, you know, that access yeah. tool. What was it for you? It was, I mean, he asked me truth. Did you, you know, did you co-create this? And it felt light. And I, and I said, yes, even though, you know, that kind of, you know, in traditional therapy, that's not something that even would be asked. Well, Linda, you and I both know that we're both, we're both and Adam as well. We're, we're all irreverent and we, we are, we're all irreverent and we do things. We never really fit into this reality and none of the 205,000 listeners on my show fit into this reality either. We're all different. That's why they're listening to this show. And so I have a lot of licenses, as you know, and a PhD, and I have licenses to the board of different states, California, Texas, and all over, and I do moving beyond abuse work, you know, differently than the nomenclature, than this reality, and and the, yeah. just because I do it different, and just because what you're saying is different, doesn't mean it's any less powerful or potent, because it, yeah. because you and me and Adam right here, if it works for us, Right. There's got to be at least millions of people just like each of us that what we're speaking to works for them. So what you're talking about is that the the idea that somehow you co-created your abuse. Now, a lot of people on this show may be like, what the F are you talking about? So I just want to take a moment to pause. So in just to clarify, we're not saying that the abuse was right. The perpetrator was right and Linda was wrong. We're not trying to justify any of that. But what we're saying is energetically, you know, what can we do to change this? And part of what's worked for Linda and myself as well is to discover 
what was behind the act? And so if you, if you did co-create your abuse, what was the um, target of doing so? What did you think you were doing? Um, the target when I had, you know, I have more awareness around it was to, for me to kind of distract my dad, you know, so I, from what, uh, from, from the sexual abuse, me and my sister, Judy, right. um, we shared the same room. So you so protected her. I protected, I protected her. And I did know, I did know, and looking, you know, having the awareness around it, I knew she was getting more. Um, I could tell she was getting more and more depressed. She was kind of isolating herself. I, I, I'm, I knew that even at like a super young age. Right. And I knew that I could handle it. I, I knew that. Right. So every, could, right. So yes. I just want to get this point across that what Linda is talking about is she in her own personal work came to the realization that she chose to allow her father to sexually abuse her to protect her sister from receiving more sexual abuse because she was more aware, she was stronger, she could handle it, whatever the justifications were. That's what you're saying, right? Correct. And how old were you when you made that decision? Uh, Five. 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 Right. So everybody listening to this call right now, every decision you made at five or three or 10 or two that is similar to what Linda's speaking about here, can we revoke, rescind, recant, renounce, denounce, destroy, and uncreate all the decisions, judgments, conclusions, computations, causal incarcerations, incarnations, incantations, and inculcations leading you to making a decision like that over and over and over again in your life so that it can be stopped dead in its track now? Right, wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. We make these decisions at five that still like relate to our life at 45. And we don't know that we made them and that we're still living to them until we do the personal work that you're speaking to so that you can undo them. Because you're not creating your life from co-creating abuse anymore, are you? No. So everywhere, all of us on the show are still co-creating our life um, to keep co-creating, are still creating our life by co-creating with abuse. Let's revoke, rescind, recant, renounce, denounce, destroy, and uncreate all the trifle sequencing systems related to that. Right, wrong, good, and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. And everywhere, all of you out there listening, um, sacrificed yourself because you could handle it. You were stronger, you were older, or you were more aware, and you're still sacrificing yourself. Can we destroy and uncreate that? Right, wrong, good, and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys, man. So all obligations, oath, vows, fealties, communities, commitments, agreements, binding and bonding contracts to obligating yourself to take on more abuse and co-create more abuse for you because you're more aware than most of the people on this planet, and they won't do it, so you have to. Can we destroy and uncreate that? Yeah. Right, wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. Okay. So with regards to that, um, because that's also part of the stigma. If we keep ourselves to those tied to those childhood beliefs, you know, um, then then we're still recapitulating that trauma. Correct. Yeah. Right, wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. See, you're calling it the stigma abuse. I call it like the the cage of abuse, that invisible cage that wraps around us, that keeps us to the order of denying, defending, dissociating, and disconnecting from us and our reality and allowing the perpetrator's reality, 
you know, to, to live as our reality. Right, wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyond. So, Adam, I want to ask you a question. What has it been like for you to, you know, uh, be in relationship? I'm just going to ask point blank because I've talked about this with Amy on, on this show as well. And my lover, you know, like about being in relationship with somebody that has been, you know, sexually abused. You know, so what is that like for you and what have you noticed and, and maybe help some of the partners out there that are listening and wanting some information, you know, to, to, to help and contribute, actually more contribute with the five elements of intimacy to their lover, to their wife, to their spouse, to their husband. What might you share with them? What is, what has it been like for you? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a real testament to the to the work that Linda's done of how it, it it's really um, I I would meeting meeting Linda for the first time I wouldn't have known that she she'd been through abuse she she um, and this is a testament to the work she's done and and the change that access can create that that there was. At, at first, when I when I met her, she was so vibrant, and I I wouldn't have known that she'd been through that. And then when she wrote her book, I'd say that was when the most stuff came up, since her father was still alive when it was published. And so, really, it's it's it's. Um, really been an, an invitation for me to to be totally to be totally vulnerable with her and to have and to honor honor her and everything that was coming up for her and and hearing her story has been such an inspiration I I uh, it's Hearing her story has really given me perspective on on how of how like there are there really are no victims. I knowing Linda's totally changed my perspective on abuse. That that uh, terrible things happen to people, and there's there's nothing that well, just the whole victim mentality and. Yeah, I think that's a brilliant point that you're bringing up and a brilliant point that you brought up too, Linda, about co-creating because how powerful is a co-creator and how powerful is a victim? Yeah. Right? So it's kind of like this. You know, if you choose to be a victim, you know, and and if you choose to be a victim and said, you know, I, I, I had no choice. Now, I know this is so insidious about how to get this across. It's like, of course you wouldn't choose to be abused. But in this case, you're saying, Linda, that you co-created it and found a way to prevent your sister, who you knew was a little less something than you, nothing about her, no judgment, and that you were aware enough to to, um, co-create this situation. That's a power and a potency. That's not a victimization. Yeah, the act of it, of course, sucked. No one wants to be there. Most of us are never there anywhere. We're up on the ceiling. You know, we're looking at it. You know, we, 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 a lot of times once we felt that original touch or whatever, then we're out of there. We're not staying in there because we don't like it. 
Sure. But you created something there. And I think that is a, a really beautiful way of looking at our own past history is like, how did I create that? Because if I can own how I created it, I can change it. And then I have choice. And so how much choice did it give you when your father sexually abused you to choose to allow him to sexually abuse you so that your sister wasn't sexually abused? Right, wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, online shorts, boys and beyonds. And you know what's interesting, Lisa, that there's still like layers of awareness and yeah, just layers of awareness that I keep, I'm, I keep on asking what energy, space, and consciousness can be my body be that allow me to have total clarity and use with all of this for all eternity and everything but all that, you know, just going to it off. And it's, it, it's like the awarenesses and they just keep on and coming. Good. Say yeah. that clearing again, please. Yeah, thank you. Um, what energy, space, and consciousness can we and our bodies be that would allow us to have total clarity and ease with all of this for all eternity and everything that doesn't do all that Let's destroy and uncreate it all. Right, wrong, good, bad, online, pop, pop, shorts, boys, and beyond. So what energy, space, and consciousness can we and our bodies be that would allow us to have total ease with all of, total ease and clarity with all of this for all eternity? Everything that that brings up and lets down, let's destroy and uncreate it. Right, wrong, good, and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys, and beyonds. Yes. Now, and... You know, I love also what you said about, you know, there was something that you were tainted or wrong with you and the stigma of abuse, you know, that's what abuse does is it, it shames you, um, you know, and shame is I'm defective, I'm damaged goods, you know, I am a mistake, I'm a judgeable offense. So everywhere, everybody out there who has been abused or financially abused, physically abused, whatever it is, judging themselves, everywhere you've defined yourself as a judgeable offense, can we destroy and uncreate that? Yeah. Right, wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. And how much of that stigma on all of us, Linda, is actually the stigma of what was on your father or, Adam, what was on your father or what was on my father or what was on all of the people listening's fathers mm -hmm. or perpetrators and how much of it isn't actually any of ours? Right. So how much poo, point of order, <laughs> how much order are we using to instill a reality on our body that isn't ours are we choosing. Everything that brings up and lets down, let's destroy and uncreate it. Right, wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. And, you know, I think anybody that chooses to live a greater life than what um, abuse uh, actually creates is truly a superhero. And I truly believe that both of you, you know, are superheroes in your own respect for choosing to be in relationship and be in a kind relationship with honor, trust, vulnerability, allowance, and gratitude. And I wish everybody on the show could see the way they're just keep looking at each other. And they're, you know, they're just, they're just so adorable together. And you can, you can just tell, and I can see, and I hope you're getting the energy on the, on the radio here 
the the energy of communion that these two beings have in honor trust, allowance, gratitude, and vulnerability. And that is the five elements of into me see. And that's what the two of you have allowed, what your choice was to stay in relationship and what your choice was to be in relationship, to write the book, you know, even when your father was alive and put it out there. You know, I always say like, you know, you got to say it. You got to say it. You got to speak it. Hearing your story, Adam, hearing your story, Linda, it just, you know, uh, encourages me and it's an inspiration to others to choose bigger, to choose greater. No matter, I always say, no matter what your trauma, tragedy, or story, no matter what your past, it is never too late to make a different choice. You are not your past. You don't have to drag it into the present. And yes, you may suffer from PTSD, but even PTSD is a feeling based in the past. And if you associate yourself with the, with the present by asking, who does this belong to? What would my life be like in five years if I choose something different? Um, how can this turn out greater than I imagined? Interesting point of view that I have this point of view. Everything is the opposite of what it appears to be. Nothing is the opposite of what it appears to be. These are five access consciousness tools that choose to bring you present. When you're present and awake and aware, you allow the universe to conspire to bless you. You allow yourself to create. You allow yourself to live. You allow yourself to commit to you, and you allow yourself to choose you. And that's what doesn't happen with abuse because your energy is infiltrated, your space is violated, and your consciousness is anesthetized. So what you two did is says, fuck that, I'm choosing more. Just because they're trying to infiltrate my energy or violate my space or anesthetize my consciousness, good for them, but I'm still going to choose. And thank you for choosing bigger and thank you for choosing greater and thank you for your contribution to each other, to the world, to, to the bodies in the world, to your bodies and uh, to all the people that you've worked with and will continue to work with. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, we're going to the end of our show here. I wanted to let the, the listeners know that um, and you guys as well, since you're in the States. I will be heading uh, after Costa Rica. I'll be back in Texas uh, for a good week. <laughs> and then I will be heading off to Utah, where I will be facilitating a class on creating business beyond abuse. And then I will be facilitating my Embrace Your Roar class, which is the Moving Beyond Limitation, Constriction, Abuse, and Judgment class into Radical Aliveness, a two-day specialty class there in Utah, and then also the three-day Access Consciousness Body class. So that's November 2nd, 3rd, 4th, 5th, 6th, and 7th. You are all, all cordially invited to join me there. And if you can't join live for some reason... Um, we also have live, live stream capacities for everything except, you know, the body class because we don't do live streaming of the body class. And then I'll be heading off to Australia where I'll be in Western Australia and Eastern Australia facilitating some more tasters, the Embrace Your Roar class and the Access Consciousness body, body class. So take a look at my schedule on drlisacooney.com and uh, find me live or live stream where we'll be uh, kicking abuse in the caboose, as I say. And I, too, uh, am awaiting the uh, shipment of another uh, bunch of books for, from my book that just came out as well called Radically Alive Beyond Abuse. So you can take a look at that. And also the uh, Voice America 
subscription clearing loops. So those crazy things that we've been saying, what energy, space, and consciousness, give me my body be, to um, have ease, joy, and glory with all of this, that's a clearing statement, uh, even though it's a little different than what we said originally. And if you like those delivered into your inbox, you know, once a month, uh, for four weeks of shows with a 30-minute loops on each four-week show. So you get two hours of loops. It's 197 for the year. And actually, that keeps this Voice America show on the air. Um, and that is a labor of love from me. Uh, this show comes out of my pocket. And those Voice America subscription loops where you get the PDFs and the clearings keeps me on the air. So if you know somebody that you want to gift it to or you want to be a part of that for the month, it's 190, uh, for the year it's 197 And if you'd like to gift a little more, how does it get any better than that? <laughs> All energy flows welcome. So final words, any final words from the two of you? Adam, what would you like to let people know as a, as a parting gift contribution? Uh, no one, no one knows better than you what's going to work for you, and always trust your, always trust your knowing. Awesome, and Linda. Yeah, I would, I would second that. That uh, trust your knowing, and also anything is possible. And the tools that Lisa unleashed the show and access consciousness are incredible. And so, if you're feeling stuck. Um, you're feeling all ends, you know, like, like you can't go on, please, you know, listen to Lisa's show, um, reach out, anything is possible. Um, I, I can attest that I, I've been there and there is, there is a possibility beyond. So what else is possible and how does it get any better? Awesome. And we'll put Linda and Adam's contact information on our website, on the blog. And you, if you want to connect with them and hear more uh, about them, feel free to do so. We would totally enjoy that. And that's it for us, folks. I'm going to Costa Rica tomorrow. Thank you so much. And as I always say, be you beyond anything and create magic. Remember, you are so much more than your past. Be you. Change the world. Speak to you next week. Thank you for joining Dr. Lisa Cooney this week on Beyond Abuse, Beyond Therapy, Beyond Anything. Please be sure to tune in again next Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we meet again, make this week yours. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.